good evening, good evening on this awesome Sunday night. Trust you had a phenomenal Sunday so far. Oh my word, we had powerful services. And right now there's another service that we, one of the campuses that we start again at six o'clock in Franschuk. So we pray for Lanzel and the team that's there busy ministering. And uh, we had great attendances and a new service start at 4 p.m. in Wellington every Sunday for the glory of God. Now we are sharing in this whole of October, we're sharing ownership. Somebody say ownership. Because if you don't understand to whom you belong and who is the one that your life is circle around, you will never be significant in life. Now, God never created us just to be, and I've said it over and over, just to be in survival mode or just to be average, just to be successful. God called you and designed you to be significant on the face of the earth. Now, we have a life mission. Not one of us were created just to barely make it or maybe not make it. I've always got a saying, the most wealthiest place on the face of the earth is not Kuwait with all the oil or South Africa with diamonds and gold or what country. It's the cemetery. In the graveyard lies many dreams never come to pass. Many books never written. Never, songs never composed. Many inventions never invented. Many people, there's many messages buried there that was never preached. And because people never lived out what they were designed for. Now, one thing that I've learned in life and all these years that I've been in ministry, God doesn't make a mistake. Say it with me. Say, God doesn't make a mistake. He handpicked you as we spoke this morning. He chose you. There's a divine plan for your life. And that's what God wants you to live out. Now in the book of Ephesians chapter 1, and we're going to speak tonight still on ownership and the character and God's roadmap, the direction God wants your life to go. He never wants you to live a haphazard life. Be up and down and then I know and I... I had phenomenal testimonies out of this morning service, what people even sent me from all over where they tuned in and people that was in that meeting. Some people were there for the very first time and they said, oh my word, this helped us to make quality decisions to see life different out of the lens of God, not out of the lens of the world or COVID or lockdown and Oh my word, all this nonsense that's going on. Nonsense means it doesn't make sense. While God created you and we spoke this morning about the three booby traps that the enemy will create and he's after the word in your life. He know how dangerous you are. He know how powerful you are. He know how, my word, a world changer you can be. But he used three simple devices in our lives. And I just pick up where we left this morning. He will come with guilt because the cares of the world and the sorrow of the world. He will come with distractions because <laughs> Jesus said in Luke chapter 21 and 34, watch out. Don't let your hearts be dulled. In other words, Something can affect my heart, numb my mind, that I cannot think straight. And then he says, and by the worries of this life, don't let that day catch you unaware. Distractions. And then the third booby trap that the enemy will use is excuses. Oh, my word. Excuses was fabricated in the devil's <laughs> domain doesn't come from God because in Luke chapter 14, verse 17 to 18, and uh, Jesus gave the parable of the thing and about how people were invited to this banquet and each one of them, listen what scripture says, come to the banquet is ready, the invitation. 
but they all began making excuses. So the three things that we must be very cautious about is number one, guilt. The enemy wants you to feel guilty. Number two is distractions. Number three is excuses. Now tonight, I want to get in a deeper sense in this because we speak for the whole of October so that people can understand they don't belong to themselves. There's a God that sent his son to redeem us from the curse of the law. What Adam and Eve has messed up, Satan was tested the word of God. He's still testing the word that God spoke over your life and especially in the area of calling. You are called with such significance to impact the world, to be that atmosphere changer, to become a history maker and to shake planet Earth like it's never been shaken before. That's why the great word that was prophesied through different people and everybody said, this is what God says what's going to happen. Oh, my word, a billion soul harvests is coming forth where salvations will happen, where nations will be changed, communities will be changed. And the sad story is we're not waiting on God. God is waiting on us. How we respond. Now, Paul writes to the church in Ephesus because he talks about chosen and before the foundation of the world, God called you. And then he says also in him, we were also made God's heritage portion and we obtain an inheritance. Verse 11, chosen and appointed beforehand in accordance with his purpose, his purpose. Three things important. If you want to live your life in such significance and not just exist and wait to die and just wait to get life over, you must know your identity is in him. You must know your purpose. You were designed to live a purpose, a meaningful life, not just go through and go with the flow and go with this. No, 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 no. If you want to change, you cannot blend in. You need to stand out. And then timing. We don't have time to waste. And this is the thing. So the whole time Paul was addressing the church in Ephesus. And then he says, oh my word. He says, for I always pray. In verse 17. The God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory that he may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation of insight into the mystery and secrets in the deep and intimate knowledge of him. So we've we've heard it over and over. Our biggest enemy is not people, not the devil, not situations, not a government, not a coronavirus, not the economy. Our biggest enemy is ignorance. Ignorance of what the word says. Ignorance what God has made up in his mind. The traditions of men can keep us in bondage. Not to walk in that freedom and liberty God called us to be. That's why he will work with that weapons of guilt, of distractions, and of excuses. But here Paul says, he says, uh, so that you can know an insight into mysteries and secrets in the deep and intimate knowledge of him by having the eyes of your heart flooded with light so that you can know and understand the hope to which he has called you. Say it with me, wherever you watch from, I have been called. I have been called. We cannot waste time You are on the radar screen of God. He's got a divine plan and purpose. Most people's lives will change overnight when you understand the hope of your calling. And then he says he has called you. And how rich is his glorious inheritance in the saints he set apart once. 
so that we can know and understand verse 19. Now he tells us, he gave us the power, the tools, the methods, the information, the knowledge, come on, the wisdom, how to make it on the face of the earth. He says the immeasurable, the unlimited, and the surpassing greatness of his power in, 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 and for us who believe. So I need to believe what God says because unbelief will let you drift away from God's original intent, the very reason why are you on the face of the earth? Oh my word, that's always so powerful. And then he comes in the second chapter. In verse 10 he says, For we are God's own, oh my word, handiwork. His workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew. Now why are we now God's property, what's the purpose? Just that God say, oh, that's mine. You can have 20 cars. That's useless because you can only drive one car at a time. He says that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us to taking path which he prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them, live in them, living the good life, living the significant life, living the effective life. Come on. He prepared and made ready for us to live. Wow. So God died. Saint somebody did not call his people, Jesus, to be in survival. Come on. But he called you to live a breakthrough, purposeful, designed life while you're on the face of the earth. The dead cannot praise God. <laughs> the dead cannot. <laughs> if you're in Christ, you're part of the great cloud of witnesses out of the book of Hebrew that actually motivate us. You can do it. You can do it. I was a long distance runner at a time when I was in school and... Uh, Oh, my word, that's many, many, many years ago that I was running. And uh, <laughs> that was the 800-meter thing. Now, you know, you forget some of the things that you did. And I remember how people cheer you on how to get to the winning post. Now, this is what the great cloud of witness are doing. Second Corinthians chapter 5, 17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, He's a new creature. All things has passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Oh, my word. So I don't need to live in the past. I don't need to live with guilt. I don't need even to live this morning on this day of, what's the date? October the 11th. Oh, my word, 6 o'clock. It's because it's past 6 p.m. right now. You cannot, you don't need to live in that moment. You can make a choice right now to say, I'm going to make a difference in the face of the earth. And that declares to us, we were safe to make a difference. And for me to make a difference on the face of the earth, I must be different. Somebody say, I must be different. I cannot be in the status quo. I cannot go with the flow. I cannot go because everybody is negative. Say, oh, that's how life is lived. I'm going to be. No, somebody needs to rise up and say, I'm going to change situations by making a quality decision and then stick to the decision. Now, that difference is defined. Now, here I want to get serious. Spelled in Romans chapter 8 verse 19. For even the whole creation, earth, everything God created, all nature waits <laughs> expectantly and longing earnestly for God's sons to be made known, waits for the revealing, the disclosing of their sonship, the unmasking. You cannot hide behind a mask any longer.
to just carry the title Christian, born again, Jesus lover, Jesus freak, Jesus whatever. He wants you to be manifesting the greatness of God through you on the face of the earth. Creation is waiting on you. That's amazing. That always what comforts me in life when I face challenges and battles and go through some stuff. I went through some health issues, some financial battles years ago and situations. And you know what kept me going? I had the choice to toss in the towel and say, this is not working. But what helped me and kept me going to say, I will never die without a bang. <laughs> I'm not going to die. Listen, just without impacting somebody's life, a community, a city, and a nation, or the nations of the world. That is the desire of God that you will manifest as a son and a daughter of the living God. Now, the Bible says there's a desperation from the Spirit of God, come on, and the earth to unmask God's very own sons and daughters. Wow. A lot of people understand only the covenant. <laughs> but the sons of God understand the covenant and they also understand what God wants them to do on the face of the earth. Now the question is, they understand who owns them, to whom they belong to. They are God's possession. The covenant says, if you do this, I will do that. That's the covenant. But the sons of the last will and testament of God understand it is already done on the cross of Calvary. It's my reaction to the word by being a doer, to do the word, to act upon the word. Hearing is not enough. Listening is the key, but to take it from hearing, listening to do the word activates the miraculous in your life. We are no longer only sinners saved by grace. We were sinners. We operate now. Come on, somebody. As legally as a chosen race. 1 Peter chapter 2, 9 says you are a chosen race. You are a royal priesthood. That's why the book of Revelation chapter 1 says he and he's made us kings and priests. Oh, my word. You have a position of authority. Priestly is to have access into the presence of God. That means you are people in authority. Somebody say, I am in authority. I have authority. The devil is not my master. <laughs> I'm not the horse and the devil is the jockey. No, 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 no. I belong to God. I'm God's property. The reins, God gave it in your hands to take charge on the face of the earth. Luke chapter 10, 19, I give you power and authority over all the power of the devil, of the enemy. You will trample on scorpions and snakes. Listen, and nothing will harm you. So God's idea is nothing will harm you, hurt you, rob you. God wants you to exercise your authority. Now, that means with what we have this night and this day is my word <laughs> to tell the devil and get him out of our territory, of our property, to take his hands of God's possession. Come on, somebody, because I have the mind of Christ. Now, if you heard me speaking on the keys of faith, you will hear me saying the enemy works with the speed of a thought. Not every thought you carry in your mind is a God thought. Not every decision you want to make in life is a God decision. That's why you cannot be led by emotions, by feelings, by hurt, by pain, by disappointments, by 
anger, by unforgiveness, by job and money and fame and whatever. You can only be led by the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. If you want to live life on the face of the earth significantly, and what I'm sharing tonight is God's roadmap, His GPS to that significant life of John 10. I came that you might have that Zoe life, the life as God has it right now, and have it in abundance. Oh, my word. <laughs> that means we can pray. Let thy kingdom come, hell, as it is in heaven. Let it manifest on this earth. Because the earth doesn't belong to the devil. Oh, my word, I hear many people say, no, the devil is in charge. The devil is the God of this world. No, he's of the second heaven. He's not. The only <laughs> way he can be in control of this world is where God's people allow him to be in government, in the business world, in the economy world, in the health departments or wherever. My word, <laughs> if you allow the enemy to operate there. He becomes something there that will control. And God wants you by the Holy Spirit to be in control, to be led by the Spirit. And it starts with the battle in the mind. The thing you think long enough on is the direction your life is going to go. But <laughs> the earth belongs to God and the fullness thereof. Say it. This earth doesn't belong to the devil. It belongs to God and the fullness thereof. Come on, somebody. And the only power the devil has is what we allow him to have. Colossians 2.15 God disarmed the principalities and the powers <laughs> ranged against us and made a bold display and a public example, says the Bible, of them triumphing over them in him and in it, the cross. Jesus conquered the devil. He conquered the grave. He conquered hell for your my sake. Come on, somebody. So we no longer <laughs> only survivors. Oh, my word. I'm shocked when I see how many people that say, I believe in Jesus. I love Jesus. I love God. I live for God, but they never demonstrate what he has done. They're just in survival mode. If I can just make it through the day, if I can just make it through this week. Oh, on Monday, we say, I cannot wait for Friday. Friday, we can say, I cannot wait for Monday. No, that's survival mode. God wants you to live your life phenomenal, significant, and enjoy life every day. Hey, come on, somebody. Now, because so we no longer only survivors hoping for something to happen to escape from the face of the earth. <laughs> people say, Maranatha, Jesus is coming. Oh, he's coming very soon. Some people believe he, he's going to come before December. I said, nope, I guarantee you he's not going to come. <laughs> right now he's coming later, but not now. If he comes now, we're in big trouble. Come on, somebody. We are in big trouble. You did not live even out. Pastor Francois said something so powerful years ago. He said, some people wait to retire. <laughs> no, you need to refire. <laughs> you didn't do anything yet. You cannot retire. You cannot retire from your nine to five job. But you cannot retire from what you were designed to be on the face of the earth. Now, Romans chapter 8.21 says, <clears throat> he says that nature creation itself will be set free from its bondage to decay and corruption and gain an entrance into the glorious freedom of God's children. That explained tonight, you are on the face of the earth. We are called for a divine purpose and plan. Oh, my word. Years ago, I made up my mind. I am not going to be just a normal pastor. <laughs> I want to live out what I was designed for, to fulfill 
God's purpose for my life and live out God's plan. Because the creation, listen, God, the creator, has called us, the creation, part of the creation, to rule and reign over situations. You speak to the mountains and to be more than conquerors, mighty warriors. Yes, God's champion. Now, this is phenomenal. <laughs> what is a champion? It's somebody that went through all the emotions, all the fights, and there was 20 fights that he needs to fight. But at the end of the day, he conquered the last enemy, and he's the champion of that moment. Now, this is awesome. Champions always begins with their will to change something. <laughs> and champions are desperate people. I was a businessman. I could not wait for a deal to go, and they say next week, and in two weeks' time, I need to cut the deal now. <laughs> I don't want to answer in two weeks' time. I want it now. Champions, come on, somebody, are desperate people. They, they cannot see that their community and people around them and their family just go with the flow and this wave that's over the nations devour them. I can body surf, uh, you know, without a surfboard. I go in the ocean and uh, did that a long time ago. And then swim out big waves. I serve it out. And, uh, but if you take the wrong moment with that wave, that wave can swallow you in. But a champion cannot wait or allow people around him to be swallowed in by that wave. We've been burglar 325 times. Do you know how many times is that? <laughs> They're at LWPC, not even... How many times at the hotel? For this past few weeks, we've been burgled more than 30 times, 13 times. Stealing the, the, the barrier, the wire, the fence wire. That's why we're going to do this palisade concrete fence. And we're going to manufacture them ourselves to stop these culprits and the works of the enemy. <laughs> They're not going to have our property. Come on, somebody. Because it belongs to God, it's purchased by blood. But it's our responsibility to respond to that. By how? Getting involved, getting action, doing something. So that we can protect what is God's and God's people. Now, enough about that. Champions are desperate people to fulfill the purpose of God. Maybe you're at a place tonight... Everything goes wrong. Everything you try doesn't work out. And there's enemies against you that tries with uh, guilt and this, uh, deception not to focus and with excuses. Maybe it's time to move into God's time zone to say, come what may, I'm going to live out what I was designed for. And I'm going to give you the seven things and then we close tonight what you were designed for. Now, this is phenomenal. There's seven main reasons, seven keys, seven directions, seven signal posts, seven things that will give you the direction how to travel in this life, not to live haphazardly, not to just say, oh, it's, it's Blue Monday. Uh, I, I, no, no. To live as that ambassador of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 17. New creature. He gave you the greatest ministry. I shared that on Friday night at the leadership encounter. We had 70 people there. We could only allow 70 people in the building. And then Saturday morning, because you were purchased with blood, you God's property, you belong to God. He says, now we are co-laborers with God. And because God and myself are working hand in hand, I work with God, not for God. I work with God. The key word is Matthew 6, 33. 
I'm a seeker. What do you see, Gustav? I seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. I found out how God is operating, then I do it just as God wants me to do it and how God is doing it. Seven things that will keep you to follow plan A for your life. Number one, that is so important. I was planned for God's pleasure. <laughs> the book of Revelation. Everything God created was created. Thou art worthy, O Lord. Thou hast created all things, and all things has been created for thy pleasure. God created you so that he can enjoy you. What that means, he wants your life to focus. To, to, he wants to be the focal point of your life, every other thing. He said, I'm a jealous God. I want to be first in your life. Seek first, first, not second, not third. That's where people mess up. They make God second and third and fifth and twentieth. And, and, and you must first love God. Then your life comes in divine order. And that divine order, everything outside that line is in disorder. And disorder always accumulates and spiral you and start spinning your life in the wrong direction. Seek first. Find out how God is operating. And that's what we call worship. Oh, my word. <laughs> God said, man, I want to be the center that your life was, was turned around because I love you so much. I sent my only son, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that nobody will perish, but everybody will be saved and have an everlasting life. He said, I love you. I created you for a purpose that I can use you. I called you. I predestined you. I, I make you an heir of me, of mine, says God. That's the Bible. You are his workmanship. That's what we were reading. Because Ephesians 1 says he already blessed you with all spiritual blessings through Christ Jesus, verse 3. And then in verse 4, even as in his love, he chose us. Say, I am chosen. You are chosen. Wow. He chose you with all your shortcomings, with that bad temper, with that <laughs> whatever you have done and going to do. He still believes in you. If there's one person that believes in you, it's God the Father. He believes you can do it. Heaven believes in you. That's why Paul says in that scripture in verse 10 of chapter 2, for we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us taking paths which he prepared ahead of time. This is the path. It starts with God wants you to be a worshiper. Everything I do in my life is as worship unto the Lord. That's why I don't do it wishy-washy. I don't do it with an attitude. I, 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 I go to the services. I share the word of God every day. I do it so that God's purpose can be fulfilled in my life and in somebody else's life to unlock that greatness. You are called to be a worshiper. Worship is not only singing, I lift my hands to the coming king. No, 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 no. That's part of it. Your whole lifestyle must be a lifestyle of worship. If you're a musician, if you whatever you do, do it as unto God. Then you find out how easy it is. Second thing, so I'm called to be a worshiper. I'm called that my life will center around God. Number two, <laughs> I was formed for a family. God needed a family. You see, the family business. That's why he created Adam and Eve. That's why God is a family. That's why we call him father. God was looking for a family. Jesus for a bride. That's why the church, you are called the bride of Christ and the Holy Spirit looking for a temple. And that's why you call the temple of the Holy Ghost. You don't belong to yourself. You're God's dwelling place through the Holy Spirit. He called you 
to be part of a family. Come on. He called you to love his family. You can never make it on your own. Uh, our parents died and our sister died a few weeks ago. And uh, you know when you've learned the only family that's going to live for eternity is God's family. It's the family that's going to live the longest on the face of the earth. People are going to die on you. But when I am formed, I am prepared to be part of the church, a local church. Get in a local church. You cannot make it. You need that part of the body. Ephesians chapter 4. The function of the apostle, prophet, teacher, evangelist is and the pastor to equip the saints for the work of the ministry that we can build up the body of Christ. We are body parts in his body. And that's what we called for. That's called fellowship. You need to be in fellowship. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Third thing, to take us to have a significant life and never to, 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 to drift away, never to miss the point, never to be a failure and feel like uh, the words we use you, you feel like rubbish. That's not what you are. You are bought with blood because he cares for you. You're precious, you're valuable. He's calling you his son, his wonderful possession on the face of the earth. I was created to be Christ-like. Now, nobody is born with all the information. That's why we send children to school, great R, a great one, and then they grow in that greats. We are called to be more like Jesus. Less of us, more of him. That means discipleship. That's why we have a Jesus disciple 12 uh, lifestyle. Tomorrow night at Lovedal, the Jesus Disciple 12 classes will be there. And every service will be there to teach you how to be more. Because the Father's desire is that you will be more like His Son. Less of us with our mistakes and shortcomings and, and flaws and schemes. and uh, More like Jesus. Discipleship. He called you to grow in that grace. To grow into maturity. The fourth thing is, while I'm on the face of the earth, I am shaped for service. Ministry. Ministry is service. It's not a special position and a special salary and a special perks and a special position and a special title. <laughs> service. To serve. Jesus sat with the twelve on the table. Judah stood up after Jesus revealed somebody's going to sell him out and betrayed him. And then he stood off from that table and he took a big towel and started washing everyone's feet. And then the key word he used, he said, I showed you and I teach you just what I did today. Do it also. The key word in action, this action, be a doer of the word. Hearing is not enough. You, you can hear so many scriptures. You can have it all written all over your life and tattoo it all over your body from the top of your head, from, from your cranky to your twinkie, from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. That's not going to help you. It's in the doing. Be doers of the word, says James. Now listen, I am shaped for service, ministry. Well, I'm going to wait while somebody, and no, no, you already have the greatest ministry, you already anointed. Start serving where you are. Greatness comes through how willing you are to serve. People ask me, give me a one-liner. How did you make it in life? I said, stay meek, be a servant. That's what it means. And stay teachable. Number five, I was made for a mission. I was not only made to make heaven, to go to heaven and to have a life and get old and have children and grandchildren, great-grandchildren and have a few rand in the bank or dollars or euros or whatever. No, no, I'm made for a mission. That means I'm a missionary. I'm here 
to bring other people back to Jesus. I'm an evangelist. That's what it means. You need to tell them of this great, amazing love. There's a mercy that can rewrite your life. Number six, I am trusted to be generous, to be a giver. The godly nature, you can qualify for everything, but if you're not generous, if you're not a giver, you will never truly demonstrate the heart of God. Our nature is selfish and to hoard up and to hold on and to buy the next new car and live in the next best neighborhood and, 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 and sell the one story for a double story and sell the double story for a three story and then buy a block of flats. That's, that's how we program. And uh, No, no, that's not how God designed you. That's wonderful to have those things that make lives easier. But that doesn't fulfill life. That's just tools. Say it's tools. God designed you. He gave you so that things will flow through you to someone. That's why 2 Corinthians chapter 9. He who sows sparingly will reap sparingly. But he who sows in abundance will reap in abundance. With abundance and blessings. <laughs> Why? Because God loves a cheerful giver, a prompt to do a giver whose heart is in his giving. It's not only money, money is a part of it. To give love, to sow words, to sow, I think we have given away 34 cars. <laughs> I hardly buy cars. I buy old cars now and restore them. And, uh, but most of the uh, men, uh, and uh, we had great cars. <laughs> because I sowed them. Come on, somebody. I understand the principle of sowing and reaping. Whenever I want to do something great, something big that costs millions, I found some, I start giving in a project, in a situation. And then I can see how God manifests his greatness. He who sows in abundance will reap in abundance with blessing. If you want to get out that narrow place where you are, start giving, start sowing. Now just don't ever start where there's fertile ground. He who gives to the poor lends unto the Lord. Isn't this a godly service when you take care of the orphan and the widow? Come on, somebody and the poor. That's what God wants you to do. To bring hope to people on this life's journey. Because you demonstrate you're not selfish. You have the nature of God inside of you. Jesus gave himself. Even if he was God equal. He took on the form of a man. And he walked amongst us. And he served us. And he walked to the cross of Calvary. And paid with his life, his blood. So that we can walk in complete freedom that we can be forgiven of our sins, that we can, are washed in the blood, that we can walk in complete health. He took all our sicknesses, every disease. He became poor so that through his poverty, 2 Corinthians 8, 9, we know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, although he was very rich, for your sakes become poor so that through his poverty you may become wealthy. Say, devil, take your hands off God's property and off my property. I am blessed, hallelujah, with all the blessings. And number seven, listen, I am assigned, commanded to pray. These seven things in life, I'm called to be a worshiper, to love God. Everything I do in my life, if somebody's car stall, I push the car, I do it as worship. I don't say, I'm too young, I'm too old, I'm too dignified, I'm too high and mighty, or my position, that no. You are serving. Serve people. Serve God. Called for a family. You need to belong to a local church. Well, I belong to the invisible body. Get the invisible pastor to marry you and the invisible pastor to bury you when you die. Because I'm not going to do it. I'm part of the local. I'm a local church person. If you don't belong, you don't discern his body. You need to be part of his body. Well, Gustav, the church disappoint me. So did the world. 
but it was the enemy's strategy to get you out of fellowship. If the enemy cannot mess you, get you out of church, he will try to mess with you in church to get you out of church. And then the author of the book of Hebrews says, don't neglect the gathering of the saints. Don't neglect it. Jesus was a churchgoer. You'll find him in the temple. <laughs> now this modern thing, oh, I don't, I am the church. I, can, I don't need to pray. I am prayer. I don't need to worship. That's all penny baloney and hogwash. You need to follow the simple basics instructions. Listen, you are called to be Christ-like. Be teachable. Become a disciple, a learner. Follow me and I'll make you a disciple. Disciple is a learner. Somebody that learns how to make life, how to live life effectively and significantly. <laughs> I am shaped for service. God didn't save you only to go heaven. Saved you for ministry. Serve, 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 serve. If you <laughs> pack a chair and if you whatever you do, do it as service, serve, serve, serve. That's what greatness come. Number five, I'm made for a mission. Share the good news of Jesus. If you have the antidote to any virus, any sickness, and you don't share it while people are dying like flies and people are infected, you need to be incarcerated because it's an injustice to community and humanity that you know the antidote and you don't share it. You have the greatest antidote against sin, against going to hell, against having miserable lives, against not make it, against the fitness, against negativity. You have the Christ-like life, Christ the hope of glory. If the same spirit, the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead is inside of you, how will they hear, said Paul, if we don't preach? Share the good news. Share, show them Jesus. You are called, listen, to as a missionary on the face of the earth. I don't let a, dog, a day go by not telling somebody or show somebody what the love of Christ is. And then I am, what did we say? I am trusted to be generous. If you're faithful in what you have right now, God can trust you with much more. Become a giver. Give, and it shall be given back to you. That's part of the seeking. That's how God operates. And number seven, I am instructed to pray. Now you're, and I'm closing, your story is, Gustav, you're the one. You carry all these titles. No, that's got nothing to do. You have the same power. Listen what it says. So that you can know. One Ephesians Chapter 1, verse 19, so that you can know, 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 by I know it, I've got a made-up mind, and I understand it. What is the immeasurable, the unlimited, surpassing greatness of his power in and for us? You have it so that you can do it. You are called to be a V12 Ferrari. You cannot just rev your engine. You need to put it in gear to become a doer of the word and do what God designed you to do. Why? You don't belong to yourself. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. The, the, the channels, the vessels God wants to use is the human vessels. We are earthen vessels that God wants to flow through us. That's why we are called to be co-laborers with God, to impact and change the world. And if you're that person tonight, to say, Gustav, I'm going to be a world changer. I don't feel like it. It doesn't look like it. My circumstances at the moment are so against me. God didn't say, look at your circumstances. He didn't say, feel it. He didn't say, look at it. He said, believe it. That power, the immeasurable, unlimited, surpassing power of his greatness, verse 19, are in us and for us, if you can believe it. As you believe, all things are possible situations can change. I've seen how God bailed people out of sickness, out of deathbeds. I've seen the dead raised. I've seen the blinds. I see supernatural financial breakthroughs. I've seen what God can do when people start believing. Will you believe the word tonight? Maybe you don't know Jesus and everything I said sounds like Greek and Hebrew and Latin. No, it's simple. It starts with believing. If you believe with your heart, confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, 
you will be saved. Pray this prayer. And if you say, Gustav, I had enough of life's backlash and pain and disappointments and hurts. That was the altar call we made. Say, this night I make a quality choice and decision. Your life can change by choices. Make that decision. Because when life slapped you, you went with the flow and you made actually a decision unaware. But make a quality decision tonight. You're going to stand up. You're going to break through. Come high, low water, come whatever. I am going to be different on the face of the earth by be that person that's going to love life and follow these seven life instructions to have a phenomenal life, to change everything in the mighty name. Father, we thank you. There are people listening tonight and they're still going to listen and they're all over the world. They are tuned in right now, we pray. And we say, Father, for those that doesn't know Jesus, Jesus, we want to invite you. If, uh, we believe with your heart, our hearts, we confess with your mouth that you are Lord and we accept you as the Lord Jesus Christ. Put our name in the book of life. From this night on, I'm going to serve you. Lord, for those that say, God, I had enough of this nonsense of the devil and the world. I am making a powerful choice tonight. I am called to be a worshiper because I God's property. I'm called to be part of the family. I'm in fellowship. I'm called to be a disciple and I'm going to make disciples. <laughs> I'm going to learn and keep on learning. Hallelujah. God, I'm called. I'm shaped for my service on the face. I have a ministry. Lord, I'm sent with a mission. I am a missionary. I'm an evangelist. Lord, I'm entrusted <laughs> with finances and whatever you gave me to use it for your glory. I'm going to be a sower. I'm going to give me out of my circumstances and situation. I'm going to sow where I want to go. Hallelujah. Because I'll bring unto God a sacrifice that will cost me a price so that we can see the greatness of God. And God, I'm a prayer. I'm going to be in prayer. I'm going to pray, 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 pray. And Lord, I thank you right now. My life is changing this moment in the name of Jesus. If you need a miracle in your body, physical, say, by his stripes, I've been made whole. Somebody that came to the services, they came in the lockdown, and uh, he said this morning, he testified, God healed my leg. And he said, I am free. Our business, he said, skyrocket in the high from where they were, where they are today. It happened, and they were facing challenges, supernatural power of God. Somebody, while I was saying that, somebody, you are in business and everything goes wrong. Hear the word of the Lord. It's witchcraft. It just came up. I rebuke that witchcraft against you. Those, those people that was assigned against you, no weapon formed against you can prosper. I break it now in the mighty name of Jesus. And I speak life and life in resurrection over you. You will see how the protection of God is over you. The blood is over you. And you're going to excel in everything you do, promotion is coming. You will see the hand of God move in Jesus' name. You need a financial breakthrough. Say, God, I am a sower. I'm a giver. I start where I am right now. Hallelujah. Because my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches in glory through Christ Jesus. We love you. Tomorrow night, don't miss the prayer time with Pastor Emma. She's phenomenal with the team at 7 o'clock on the Zoom. And we'll post it on everything. And we love you. I'm Gustav the Toy from the Western Cape in South Africa. From Loftal International. And until tomorrow morning. With the keys of faith every day. Live the life of faith. We love you. And you're God's champion. God bless you.